Welcome to the Essential HR Podcast, where today I sit down with Lisa Mungovan, owner of Mungovan HR Consulting, LLC, where we discuss current topics and trends impacting HR leaders today. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney. Good afternoon and welcome to the Essential HR Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gorman, and I'm here today uh, with my friend Lisa Mungovan from Mungovan HR Consulting. And um, uh, we are here to talk about uh, different HR topics today. And um, welcome, Lisa. It's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. And, and I wanted to um, maybe start with um, talking about what you do and, and kind of giving our audience a, a, a feel for what your your business is, your background, how you came to be in, in HR and, and um, maybe start from there. Okay. Okay. Well, I started in private industry, worked in various different industries, insurance, engineering, manufacturing. Um, last tent was workforce development. And um, when that job ended, the I had a couple colleagues that approached me and said, you know, we've got small businesses that need HR assistance, but they can't really afford to hire a full-time HR person. Would you consider working with them. And I researched it, found out that there was over 25,000 registered small businesses just in Northeast Indiana. And so that started my journey. And um, I help them primarily to start with is to make sure they have a good foundation so that they're compliant with the state and federal laws. They have employee handbooks and forms and they're asking the right interview questions. Um, if they need help with recruiting, I will help them, them with that. Sure. Um, and then I'm a phone call away. So as issues come up, uh, employee relations issues, issues with COVID like we had last year, mm -hmm. you know, I worked with them to make sure that they put systems in place that help them limit their liabilities. Okay. Fantastic. Um, so, and I know we talked a little bit before we, we started to record, what, what are some of the, um, I guess the major challenges you're seeing out there and some of the you know, topics and trends that are, that are going on in, in, in maybe the HR world. Um, I know there's so much going on in, in the last, mm -hmm. in the last uh, year, right. With what, with the pandemic and what, what's happened and, and the changes and, and what are you seeing out there that really should businesses should be thinking about? I, I mean, I know I come, I come from an employee engagement, uh, you know, um, retention type of a, of a platform, but what, what are you seeing out there that are, it's really top of mind for, for business leaders, especially from an HR standpoint? Mental health, I think is a big one. Um, everybody has different ways of reacting to different things. And, and each person has had a different challenge last year, which continued into this year, whether it were the parents that had children who were at home going to school while they were trying to do their jobs. Um, those individuals who needed to be around people and now suddenly were not, mm. and they were you know alone, um, the pressures of people leaving and others having to take on the extra work because the jobs aren't being filled quickly enough. The business is being hesitant to fill jobs because they're not sure how their business is going to be. You know, their revenue um, is, a, is a big challenge. The, the distribution channels have affected different businesses in, in ways for which they, you know, didn't expect. And so, you know, people that were used to bouncing back um, things didn't happen in that way. We have um, businesses in our area that actually started producing other products that were more PPE related products or sure. signage or whatever yeah. it is 
that they never did before. Mm -hmm. um, from the HR perspective, the recruiting side is still a challenge. The if they use an automated system, the automate if it's not set up properly, if it's not doesn't have the right filters, the right extra words, then qualified candidates are not getting through the systems and aren't mm -hmm. coming through for people to be considered. Um, the HR people be I refer to them as the COVID cops. You know, they added that to their plate in addition to everything else. So they had to make sure that everybody was healthy when they came into work. And if they were calling off that everything was properly processed mm. you know, for their first 10 days and all of those types of things. Um, recruiting should be number one, especially when you have positions that are open, but they're managing everything else. And so on the flip side, the candidates are frustrated. Right. They know they're qualified, but they're either getting a disqualified email quickly or they're hearing nothing. So they feel like their resume is going into a black hole. Um, they really want to work for that company, but they're not getting responses from emails or anything. Um, the recruiters are challenged because they too are trying to be the representative of a candidate who's viably qualified, but they're not getting responses to the business because the business hasn't doesn't know if they're going to fill that job, even though they decided they thought they should. Sure. So there, there's a lot of um, just, I, I guess I look at it as a whirlwind. Uh, there's nobody putting a pin in it to say, stop, you know, can we do this? Because they don't know. Right. Wow. That Absolutely. Um, and, I, I, and I know you said at least a little bit earlier about the mental health part mm -hmm. of it. And, you know, what, what are you seeing maybe companies doing to really combat that? And what are you, what do you, what trends are you seeing when it comes to the mental health? I agree. I think that with the mental health piece, I think that's, that's huge. Um, and I think you see people, you know, they have, they have PTO they aren't using because, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I'm, I'm at home. And, and um, you know, what, what, um, what are you seeing companies doing to really take that on and to, because it is a major, major problem. It is, it is. I think the healthcare professions may have done better right up front by making sure that they had the resources available. They recognized the burnout very quickly. Mm. Um, but I, there's other companies that their culture is such that they truly care about their employees. And so they've reached out to resources to say, what can we say to help encourage conversations or to seek help? Um, when people are always on a call that's virtual rather than, you know, insisting that they see people isn't the best resolution to it. It may just be that they have to have a one-on-one -on -one separate conversation to say, how are things? Mm. Um, domestic violence has increased a lot based on some conversations I've had with some people with um, that, which is scary, uh, sure. both for children as well as just for those that are, are involved. The other thing that, um, you know, EAP, Employee Assistance Program, is a good resource to have that's available. The, um, but employee those have become a telephone call away rather than going and seeing someone because of you know not being able to see doctors so they're becoming telemed those are better yes. than just talking to someone but just talking to someone is also a good resource for them mm -hmm. um eap programs are meant to be short-term intervention and so you know after you have so many visits then you're referred on to a, a more professional um person that may have a long-term issue with dealing with um, things. Substance abuses, you know, I've seen trends that that's increased. I've mm -hmm. seen that when I've gone to the grocery store. I don't know these individuals, but it just seems like there's a large volume of alcohol being purchased. Interesting. Um, and not beer, this this is large bottles of sure. all those types of things. And granted, you know, I see them at one time. I don't see them every day, 
Um, but there have been studies that have shown that that has increased too. And um, so coping mechanisms, I think those companies that are better with the cultures are the ones that focus on, hey, there's, we're going to do this podcast or we're going to do a lunch and learn about meditation. Right. Or we're going to do this about yoga or we're going to do this about nutrition and ways that you can do this. Or let's talk about financial planning, not wealth planning, but your budget, you know, has sure. your spouse or whoever suddenly lost their job, unemployment's not covering the bills and all of those types of things. And so it, um, I think the companies that really value their employees will offer those things and recorded versions of them so that they have them available to them at a date. If it's not right now is not the best time, but maybe I'd like to watch it tonight at eight o'clock. Um, those resources I think are very important. Oh, that's fantastic information. Um, and then another thing you, you said, Lisa, that is, I, I find um, very interesting as well. Is, um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I can't turn it off. <laughs> Not a problem. There, okay. Oh, perfect. No, we're no one worries. of the few that still have a landline. No, not a problem. Okay. Um, part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the part about um, you know the recruiting and someone that may be looking for um, maybe another position or you know, trying to get through those applicant tracking systems that are out there because you know there are so many that are that are different and, and and maybe look at different keywords or different phrases. You know what what advice would you give to someone? I think. Um, I think we're switching gears a little bit here, but what, what, um, advice would you give to someone that is trying to, to get through those, I guess, gatekeepers, right. To get, mm -hmm. to get found, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, um, well, number one, keywords are important yeah, oh, and, sure. um, you have to think that the, the, whatever the company is, is using these automated systems because mm -hmm. you don't know, mm -hmm. um, changing the resume up to, so that it aligns with the, um, the ad that has been run um so that and, it, and if you have those skills and those um and that those training and, and knowledge put them on your resume mm. um, don't include irrelevant information that is not relevant to the position you know there are different styles of resumes there's a functional style that i refer to it as when i'm working with job seekers that focuses mainly on the skills mm. not on all their responsibilities and experience that they've had in every job but it's focused on the skills the chronological is a more common one where it you know talks about your current job and then goes backwards you know that lists all your different responsibilities and that's the more traditional one right but the employers, we really need to know what they, the candidate can bring to the table. Mm. So the knowledge, their accomplishments, their skills are important to have on that resume. And, um, you know, try to keep it short. There is no rule about having a one-page resume, especially for people who've had a lot of experience, but it needs to be succinct. Um, you know, if back when I looked at resumes and there were no automated systems, it took about seven to 10 seconds to do a first blush. Okay. Um, and then I would go through it in more detail, but the more the candidate puts at the very top of the resume, you know, of course their name and their contact information, but you know, the, the skills that are relevant to what that employer is looking for, then it's like, oh, and now I want to read more about this because this might be a viable candidate, catch the attention. You're really branding yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, I've seen also some feedback recently about resumes that have put the contact name and the um, information in the header. And when the systems get them, they block that out. And so now they don't have the contact information. Interesting. Um, so it's better just to have it without it being in a header, but the formal header and a Word document. 
um, so that they can make sure that they get the contact information. And recently I've been con trying to contact um, individuals for a position. Um, the voicemail wasn't set up mm. um, or it was full. And so I couldn't leave a message. Sure. I texted them, which I'm a patient HR person. And so I texted them, didn't re receive anything from them. I emailed them, didn't receive any contact information. So if you're in the active job search, you need to check your various ways of how people can get a hold of you um, so that that is successful rather than, um, and you know, there have been trends. You asked about trends, ghosting um, is yeah. a new term where the candidate Sure. Um, doesn't respond after they've submitted a resume or, and, or, you know, I've seen job seekers that are saying that the employers, after they've been interviewed, they don't hear from them, don't hear from them, mm. don't hear from them. And that, you know, there's been some turnover in HR, you know, the person who may have started the process may not be there anymore, um, by whoever's choice that is. And, and so now they're trying to figure out, okay, so their, their quick impression is, they're not interested or they would have gotten a hold of me, but they told me they'd be back to me in two weeks or whatever it is. And I've posted some things about anybody that's recruiting to make sure that if you say you're gonna get back with someone, put it on your calendar and get back with them. Get even to, to say them. a decision hasn't been made yet. Right. Because Just if these people are taking the time to viably apply for a position they're they're sincerely interested in, they're due a response. Absolutely. No, 100% and, and what's nice about the systems that we have now, like Indeed, et cetera, you can set it up so it automatically says, thank you very much for submitting your resume. You know, we'll get back to you if we're interested. And that way, the black hole effect isn't there. Right. They, they know that at least someone got it. Right. No, absolutely. Those are great, fantastic tips. And, and I, I wanted to maybe um, ask a question about what, I guess, maybe technology, but what or what are you seeing that uh, you think is going to stick right from all the changes and there were a bunch of changes that were made in the last year that we had mm -hmm. to all deal with but what do you see you know you know sticking and and staying around I, I think that you know when i talk to some people you know that may have gone back to the office right they're they're okay yeah we're back we're back mm -hmm. in 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 the building and yeah we're wearing masks but we're back in the building um but then some are like hey we're just not it's always going to be remote i mean what do you what do you see happening um you know, out there. And I guess every company is different, right? And, and they're going to have their own policies, procedures, and, and, and rules to follow there. But, you know, what, what do you see overall um, happening with, with uh, in the next maybe six months to a year? Well, you know, each industry is different. So mm, manufacturing right. has to have people physically at their jobs doing their jobs. Um, the six feet distance, you know, some have adapted very well to that. Other ones haven't. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that the cleanliness will stay in place as much as possible uh, because that helps with the flu and, and other things, not just, you know, the, with the pandemic, I think the virtual interviews will continue. I think the virtual meetings will continue mm -hmm. um, for those that are currently in working in the office and those that are still staying at home. Um, I've had colleagues that have been told that it's going to be at least another year before they go back to the office. And some have been told not at all wow. that they're just going to no longer lease the space. They're saving mm -hmm. the money. Yeah, uh, This is working out just fine. Our productivity is up. Um, and you know, that's in sales, that's in marketing, that's in, sure. um, it. Um, and, and so I think those types of things I think are going to stick the, caution is to make sure that those that are the leaders make sure that they are checking in with their employees 
to make sure that the environment is the healthy one for them, that employee to continue to be successful. Um, one of the things that I think um, there, there, there's been some uh, influence, I guess is the best way to put it is if you're not happy with your work environment, just quit. And, you know, that's easier said than done. Sure. Um, this whole year has really brought out the personalities of individuals for whom, you know, they may have acted differently in the office than what they do, you know, virtually. And uh, leaders really need to pay attention to those and talk with their employees that are having some issues so that they're not offending, you know, coworkers by their nonverbals as well as their verbals right. and their emails and their texts, et cetera. Right. Um, in bigger cities, I have a colleague that moved from Fort Wayne up to Chicago, and this was right at the beginning of everything. And there were trends saying that a lot of those that were being used for commercial space would probably end up being uh, retail or home space mm. for housing uh, when you have a shortage of housing. Yeah. Um, I, who knows? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to get into some of the, I guess, the fun questions here um, and, and talk about maybe um, some of the uh, your background and, and just some of the um, things that you find exciting about about HR. But maybe, maybe what do you love most about your profession and, and, and HR and guess in general? I, what I love most about HR is being a partner with the business. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was in a leadership role, um, being that partner and being the guidance to them on the human side of things, mm -hmm. you know, not just the numbers and not just the, but the human side of things and how do we best accomplish this based on how humans may react. So different types of training uh, processes, um, different types of, um, drivers that may be different for one person than another on how what is important to them to accomplish something. Um, seeing people accomplish something that they never thought they ever could. Mm. Um, seeing individuals grow in their, their roles. Um, but also seeing individuals exit because it just wasn't a good fit. Um, I don't thrive on terminating individuals. I focus more on uh, what I call positive progressive discipline, where they see the opportunity to correct it if they're willing to correct the situation. And these mm. are the things that we can do and you can do in order to get there. But if it's just not a good fit, it's finding them something else that they, that might be a better fit for them. Sure. So I like the variety of HR. When I first started studying, um, I had a professor that said I wasn't cold enough because HR had to say no to everything. Mm. And I remember telling him I was going to change the face of HR. Wow. That there were, and that was before the Stephen Covey's, you know, seven habits and all sure. of those types of things that, you know, there are ways for people to succeed in their roles if given the opportunity. And um, that's really the way I've approached all of my different positions. You know, when I first started in HR, I was very male dominated in the leadership roles. The, sure. the females were all in the clerical roles. And, um, you know, I left my first job opportunity or job that I was in because of that, because I saw no potential opportunities and was given great development, great mentoring. Um, and I so appreciate that. And I've grown through that as I've gone along. Mm, that's awesome. Um, and, and maybe what advice, you know, Lisa, would you give someone wanting to pursue a career, you know, in the same field as yours? Well, I, I mentor HR people. I've got a couple of them right now that are just finishing school and trying to decide what to do. And I suggest they explore options. There are okay. specialties 
such as payroll, benefit administration, EEO, uh, training, and then there's the generalist role where they have to do everything. Mm. And um, I encourage them, and compensation would be another one, you know, that I encourage them to check out all of them and find out what might be the best fit. In some cases, that may be their step into their first opportunity. It may not be what they want, but it may be the way to get into that company that they really want to work for and strive to do well in that particular role and then maybe transition into something else as opportunities come available. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and this is kind of a, f- a fun question, but what is the one common, I guess, myth about the HR field that you want to, to, to uh, debunk? Hmm. You know, <laughs> I thought of that when you sent that to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think there are companies that discourage employees from talking to HR mm. um, and HR is a huge resource right. for lots of different things. I mean, I've helped people find drywallers and carpet layers, et cetera, but I help the family get resources to get a child out of a cult. Sure. Um, I have mm. helped individuals adopt a child um, that they didn't think they would ever, you know, get that opportunity. And it, it's not because I know everyone, but I know people who know people who may be able to help. And so I think that would be the biggest one is that we are very resourceful and in most cases, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be able to help them with that. But we also are just a venting resource. You know, someone comes in and just needs to vent and then just goes back to work. Sure, um, sure. So we can be a neutral venting resource or a resource if they need to get f- further help. I love that. That's, 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 that's so very true. I think that, um, you know, I think you're right. I think it's a lot of organizations, um, you know, it's sometimes scary to go into HR, right? And I think that the, that, that approach is, I've seen that, that approach work. And I think that um, you're right, being a business partner, but then being a partner alongside the employees as well is, I think it's, it's, it's huge. And, and maybe to to wrap up here, um, the final question, what is the biggest lesson that you are taking from the events of last year, 2020, the, 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 the shutdowns, lockdowns, pandemic, you know, into, I guess we're, we're three months, almost four months into 2021 now, but what lessons have you maybe brought over with you, you know, to start this year and, and what you want to continue to, to do moving forward? Well, the word pivot was a big one last mm-hmm. year um, and still continues to be that way. And I think that's a natural thing for most human resource people. Okay, we have this, now we have to go this way. Now we're going to do this. Now they changed their mind and now we're going to do this. So continuing to pivot and, and be flexible. Um, you know, I, I helped self-employed people file for unemployment last year. Mm. Never would they have ever thought that they would have been eligible for unemployment, let alone that they, you know, how they would do it. And, and so encourage them how to be able to go into the systems, but know that the money wasn't going to be available immediately. Um, it went from March 15th to May before they got any money. So, you know, panicking, feeling like they were going to lose their homes and lose their everything because of everything came to a screeching halt. So right. flexibility, I think, is still really important. I think listening is still a very important skill for everyone to actively listen um, and to take personal care of themselves. Self-care was one that, um, you know, for those that were doing it, as far as I know, they were st- are still doing fine with it. But for those that weren't and trying to figure out how they were going to work, they were no longer working from an eight to five job. They were working from eight until whenever because of 
needing to stop to help the child get their schooling done and then to go back and, and to do that. Um, for employers, the flexibility where possible, I think is very important still. Um, and continuing to care for their employees, um, mm -hmm. make sure that they are being protected and that they are healthy. Because I've talked to individuals that they're looking for other jobs because they don't feel that their employer had their best interest at heart. Mm, and, and it wasn't productivity, et cetera. It was the keeping things clean and the six foot distance. I mean, it was all of those things. And, um, you know, when you have an employer that says they care, but their actions are different than what their words are, you know, those are things that people need to take into consideration. Mm, absolutely. That's great stuff. Um, and maybe Lisa, how, how can someone that's interested in, in connecting with you, how, how do they do that? And, and how do they reach out to, to you and in, in, in your business? Well, my email is Lisa Mungovan at gmail.com. And I have a website, which is Mungovan HR. Mm. Um, com. The, um, those are probably the two primary things I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. And I'm on Facebook as well. Um, LinkedIn more than, than Facebook, but I, I post, I share job openings as companies share jobs. I share them out. I'm not a recruiter. I chose as a specialty sure. and I chose not to be, we have some very credible recruiters in the industry. Um, but I will recruit for my own business, but those are the things that, um, you know, the email or my phone number is 260-414-8446. Um, I'm that phone call away. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Looking forward to, um, to maybe having you on again and, and talking more about HR and I uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so well, much thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Right, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Essential HR Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time where I sit down with Jeff Macris from Surf Broadband Solution where we discuss best practices around returning to work.